You're listening to the Full and Thriving Podcast, a place where courageous women come to break free from food obsession, heal their relationship with their body, and strive to live a life that's present, lighthearted, and meaningful. If you're listening, my wish is that this podcast serves as a catalyst that inspires you to nourish your body, nurture your mind, and energize your spirit. I'm your host, Meg McCabe, a certified life coach and eating disorder recovery coach with a PhD in having a good time. Just kidding about that last part. Anyway, thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Full and Thriving Podcast. Like I said in my last episode, I am currently living at home with my parents in Connecticut for the summer and potentially through the rest of the year. Honestly, I am taking my time living this cushy life at home. (laughs) Now that I am no longer in a relationship, I've just left a five-year relationship, I have so much more energy to focus on myself and my goals, which is really exciting. I feel so much more emotionally stable stable, just not having a relationship that really creates roller coaster ups and downs in my life. And due to that, I have more peace in my day, which helps me actually focus more on coaching and the Recovery Collective and my podcast. And speaking of which, we have so many exciting plans for the Recovery Collective over the next year through 2022, and we are currently ramping up for another new member enrollment period towards the end of September. So definitely go add yourself to the waiting list. If you'd like to be a part of the next new member cohort this fall and winter, and for those of you who are newer to the show or newer to my content, the Recovery Collective is my private online global eating disorder recovery membership that only opens its doors to new members three times per year. So that's really exciting because three times a year we get a wave of new members who are really enthusiastic and ready to commit to their own healing journey and connect with people in the community. It's like a little injection of energy into our space, which is super fun. So I'm already getting excited for September. And by doing so, I'm also leveling up with the podcast to, fingers crossed, this feels daunting to me, two episodes per week. So my plan is starting mid-August, we will be posting Mondays and Thursdays. So if you are a fan definitely take a moment to subscribe now before you get busy multitasking with your podcast things. So subscribe now so you don't miss any episodes. And to be honest, like I said, I am a little daunted by the idea of posting two shows a week, but I am freaking obsessed with the podcast right now. It is so fun for me, and I love being able to help people all over the world and watch how We are reaching new people every day across the globe and helping these individuals in their recovery take action towards their healing. And this just lights me up because like I said in my last episode, I think 
Podcasts have really transformed my life. I am a huge fan of podcasts. Like I used to listen to a ton of online marketing podcasts and entrepreneurial podcasts, and I swear I felt like I got an MBA from all of the podcasts I listened to, which is funny because as you guys know, I like to say I have a PhD in having fun. I also have a podcast MBA. (laughs) Just kidding, but it's kind of funny. Anyway, that's the latest on my end with everything. And to dive into this episode this week, I wanted to think about a topic that can be more universally applicable to my audience. So this episode isn't necessarily going to be recovery focused, which might actually be a nice refreshing change for many listeners. It will be life focused and it is a skill that I find typically my listeners and my one-on-one clients and the members of the collective struggle with on a shared level. Not everyone, but I've seen patterns of this. And today I want to start talking about speaking up for yourself. And I've already planned this out to be a two-part mini-series, so buckle up. (laughs) So first of all, what is speaking up for yourself anyway? I did not look up a definition. I figured I could define it on my own just to bring a personal perspective. So the way I see speaking up is it's essentially expressing your needs clearly to others. And it might also be clearly communicating a boundary to someone or a group of people. It might be expressing an emotion that you need to release so that it doesn't eat away at you or turn into something really unhealthy or toxic. Speaking up for yourself is also allowing yourself to have an opinion and actually sharing it with others and communicating that opinion. Speaking up for yourself might also be explaining how you want to be treated to someone. And finally, it might be explaining to someone how they have intentionally or unintentionally mistreated you or disappointed you. So those are just loose definitions I have, but essentially it comes down to expressing your needs or emotions clearly to other people. So overcoming that fear that you might have is really important, and we will dive into this today. So first of all, in life, speaking up might look like asking your boss for a promotion or raise, communicating a misunderstanding about a school assignment. Maybe you're in college and you felt like the directions for an assignment were unclear, and therefore many people in class didn't get the grades they deserve. And I bring that up out of personal experience. I was always one of those people fighting for the justice of the grades, which is kind of funny. It might look like engaging in a conversation about how you want to be treated by someone you love. It could look like sharing an opinion about a movie you want to watch or a vacation you want to take. Maybe in your relationship, your partner always chooses the location destination and you just go along with it. Maybe there's a place you've always wanted to go. So expressing that is a form of speaking up for yourself. Being honest with a family member about your current needs and asking for help is another really good example of speaking up for yourself in life. And finally, explaining to a friend 
about something they did that's bothering you. If you are in recovery, speaking up for yourself might look like saying, I feel really uncomfortable when you talk about dieting and weight loss in front of me. So setting that sort of boundary. It could also look like asking your boss if you could have regularly occurring lunch breaks so that you can meet the needs of your meal plan. It might be telling the doctor that you do not want to be weighed in the office. It could be having an opinion about where you think the friend group should go out to dinner and owning it and actually expressing, hey, this is where I want to go. It could look like being honest with your dietitian about how your eating disorder wants to sabotage a challenge. So speaking up could really look like expressing what the eating disorder is saying to you about something someone on your team said or wants you to do. And finally, it could be as simple as telling your friends that you're hungry on a road trip and asking them to stop for maybe food or a snack. I really love this road trip example because I think advocating for your need to eat in recovery is crucial. And honestly, it's a very clear sign that you are strengthening your healthy self and really starting to prioritize your own needs. So anyway, those are some examples of speaking up and what that looks like in life and recovery. And I wanted to also share a little bit about why speaking up might be so difficult for you. And this is different for everyone, but there are a few reasons why you might be struggling. So today I really want to dive into why you should speak up for yourself and why this is important and why it can drastically transform the quality of your life. But I do want to acknowledge that speaking up for yourself is extremely difficult. And there are also many reasons why it can be difficult for you. And first of all, I do want to acknowledge that many people listening to this episode might actually have previous childhood experiences that caused trauma around speaking up. So perhaps when you were a kid, you spoke up about something and someone made fun of you for it or laughed at you for it or shamed you for that. And that could have formed a little compass for your life, which is I will no longer be speaking up about anything to protect myself. And I just want to have compassion for everyone listening who were traumatized in that way because it is hard to overcome the fear of being shamed or made fun of or laughed at. So yes, there are so many reasons why speaking up might be difficult for you. And we have to remember that in order to heal that trauma, you want to practice speaking up again as an adult and learn a new little life compass for yourself. Maybe rewire your brain to start thinking, you know, speaking up isn't a life or death situation. If someone makes fun of me for speaking up, that's not a threat to me. That's really just a reflection on that person and the struggles they are currently experiencing. Also, speaking up, by the way, is a gender issue. Women are 
enculturated at a young age to be quiet and soft and appease everyone and not make any waves. And if you don't speak up, you are viewed as a good girl. And if you do speak up, you might be viewed as bossy or annoying. And so that's really difficult to get past. And actually, in a survey of 1,100 female employees during the pandemic, the results were that 45% of women said that speaking up in the workplace was difficult for them. And unfortunately, societal gender expectations do play a role in why this number is so large. And essentially, women are trained from a young age to be less assertive, especially at work, and they might face unfair labels in the workplace like being too difficult or not easy to work with if they do have a strong opinion, say, that a male might have. So it's definitely a gender issue, and I want to acknowledge that too. Next, speaking up is difficult because speaking up can conflict with a few common values that you might hold. And these values could also be trauma responses, but I don't want to dive into that right now. So a common value that you might have is keeping the peace, or maybe you want to be accepted. It might even conflict with your need to people please, or maybe your desire to temper or control the emotions around you for your own safety in the environment you're in. And so if you do speak up, you are directly in conflict with many of those values, and that's also really hard. So again, I just want to acknowledge that if you can start speaking up and it's been something you've struggled with, it's a sign that you've overcome a lot to get to that place. And finally, speaking up might also bring up some fears, such as fear about being judged or fear of getting hurt or rejected. So for instance, on a very small life scale, having an opinion about the restaurant you want your group of friends to go to might feel scary because you might be afraid of being judged for wanting to go there, or maybe you're afraid people are going to judge the restaurant you picked. I know in the past, my brain wouldn't like to make suggestions like this, no matter how small they were, because I was afraid that the people wouldn't have a good experience at the restaurant I wanted to go to and blame me for not having a good time. And that was just my attempt to make sure everyone around me was happy and in a good mood. And I want to go on a side tangent really quick about your fear of other people judging you. And this is a very valid fear, but I want you to be honest with how much you are judging other people. Like be truly, truly honest here about how judgmental you are towards others, because I found when I started unconditionally accepting the people around me, my fear of being judge disappeared. Like, yes, there's still low-key worries about being judged by others in my life. It's no longer this big preoccupation 
in my mind that impacts my decisions and choices, especially small things like choosing a restaurant. So I know you're probably saying, oh, I don't judge anyone. That's not me. I'm not judgmental. If you're terrified of other people judging you all the time, there is a good chance you are actually judging people out in the world. And I think it's important to be honest with yourself. Of course, this isn't a rule of thumb, and maybe you truly aren't that way. But I think deep down, there is a connection between fear of being judged in the world and how much you are actually judging others in the world too. So real talk right there. And I'm just going to leave that side note. For the next part of this episode, I really do want to share reasons with you for why you should start speaking up for yourself. And I've outlined six main points for why sticking up for yourself is necessary in your life. And I know we just acknowledged how hard it is, but I'm hoping that if you get clear on why it is important, you can start making the steps towards communicating your needs more clearly, advocating for yourself, and speaking up and expressing your emotions when you feel it's necessary. Okay, so the first reason why you should start speaking up for yourself today is that speaking up for yourself is a practice of self-respect, and it is truly an act of honoring yourself. So if you feel that self-love feels very mushy-gushy and unobtainable and maybe even difficult to imagine, I feel like speaking up is a step towards full-blown self-love. It's really something a little bit more manageable. It's a form of self-respect and honoring yourself. And to be honest, it feels really good to express your opinions and your thoughts and beliefs and practice doing this regularly. So that's really number one. Number two is that overall, when you speak up for yourself, you're going to have a better experience in whatever you're doing. So for instance, with that carpool example or that, I guess, road trip example where your friends are driving in the car and no one's really brought up a meal yet, but it's important for you because that's part of your meal plan and you need to have food in that moment. If you mention that you're hungry and need to eat something, so you speak up for that need, you won't feel as though you violated yourself and your commitment to recovery if you let that fly under the radar. So if you ignore your needs, the experience gets worse, right? Maybe you get hangry, maybe you shut down, maybe you kind of disconnect from the people around you, maybe you get preoccupied with food and you get really anxious. If you actually stick up for your needs and speak up and say, hey, I would like to have lunch now, you also will get the food and you will not only have a better experience because you're honoring yourself, you will feel more energized because you're nourished and you will be in a better mood. You'll probably be more present with friends. And in fact, Your friends might need to eat too, and they will probably be relieved that you mentioned it. And that's just a small example of how speaking up for yourself can literally 
transform an experience. You could also extend this out to other examples in the world. For instance, if you are traveling on a train and it's meant to be a quiet car in a train and someone answers a phone and is speaking really loudly and disrupting your peace and everyone's peace around you, if you say something to them and say, excuse me, this is the quiet car. Do you mind moving to the noisy car or whatever it's called? When you speak up, the whole entire moment changes in a positive way for everyone else in the car and for yourself. You get your peace and quiet back. Nobody's aggravated and annoyed. And everyone else can relax and it's no longer this huge distraction. So again, speaking up will transform an experience and make it better. Another reason, number three, is that speaking up for yourself might actually resolve an issue or dissolve tension in a situation. So even though conflict can be scary, especially if it's between you and someone you really care about, it is extremely important to speak up for yourself when you feel like someone has mistreated you or hurt you intentionally or unintentionally. And speaking up sheds light on an emotion you're experiencing so that it can be released. And as you know, the more you resist expressing yourself to this person, the more you resist an important conversation, the more those negative emotions tend to build and it might turn from anger to something even more toxic like resentment. I kind of like to think about speaking up for yourself in moments where there's a lot of tension around an issue, sort of like journaling. You know how when you're feeling a lot of anxiety or a lot of built-up emotions, it can be really helpful to just journal with pen and paper right there everything you're feeling? Well, sometimes that's how I like to think about opening a conversation so that you can speak up and express yourself. In my opinion, it's very similar to that same relief you feel when you're journaling about something that's on your mind. If you can have the courage to speak up about something that's on your mind, the tension will immediately dissolve and oftentimes actually improve a situation. And that brings me to number four, which is when you take time to express your needs and speak up for yourself, it can truly strengthen your relationships. When you speak up to someone about something, it brings awareness about the issue, right? It brings about a new awareness that that person may not have had in the past. So perhaps they weren't realizing what they were doing in the first place. Of course, the more vulnerable you can be about what you're expressing to that person, the more room there is for connection and growth. And if that person really respects you and wants a positive relationship with you, they will continue to work towards supporting your needs as well. So even though it is very difficult to do, speaking up for yourself can truly be an opportunity to strengthen a relationship that's important to you. And of course, I can't say that every time you stick up for yourself or speak up for yourself, it will be received well by the other person. 
And I do want to acknowledge that there can be people in your life who do not receive feedback well. They do not want to hear what is best for you. And that is a very difficult situation to be in. And if you have a feeling that bringing up something to someone isn't going to be helpful, maybe let go of your dream that you can have a strong relationship with them, that they are going to be supportive. Not everyone in your life will be supportive, and it's very helpful for you to start recognizing those people in your life too. And it can be really sad, and it can feel like a loss to know that that's not going to happen. But being honest with yourself is important here. The fifth reason why you should start speaking up for yourself today is because it can help others by setting a new precedent in your home or environment. And you might actually have a powerful impact on the culture you're existing in. For instance, if you express to your boss about how damaging annual weight loss competition is in the workplace, you might actually be protecting other people in the workplace by doing so. Perhaps the company will stop putting on this competition altogether, and maybe the new young intern fresh out of college won't be introduced to the crash diet that could have turned into a decade-long eating disorder. So honestly, you never know the butterfly effect that your words and advocacy can have on other people in the long run. How cool is that? That when you speak up for yourself, you might have more power than you think. You might be creating a bigger change in your world than you expect. And finally, number six, the final reason why I really truly want all of you to start speaking up for yourself is that from an eating disorder lens, I have seen speaking up used as a positive coping skill. When you speak up about an emotion you're experiencing or a boundary that's been crossed, the likelihood you will need to turn to an eating disorder behavior to cope decreases. Difficult emotions such as anger or fear typically come up when a boundary has been violated and you need to stick up for yourself. Expressing this emotion by sticking up for yourself might actually make the emotion less painful. Remember I said it dissolves tension? So it might be less painful or overwhelming, and you might actually not necessarily need the behavior to cope after that. So if you're feeling something like rage, anger, fear, resentment, you might want to ask yourself, what about my experience needs to be expressed right now? and to whom. And if the person you need to speak to isn't there in the moment, or maybe you are afraid, you can also try journaling this out and seeing what happens as far as dissolving the tension. But that's exactly what a positive coping skill is. It is a tool you can use to make feeling a feeling more manageable and possible for you so that you don't have to turn to the eating disorder to cope, right? So speaking up for yourself when applied in this way 
can honestly be a positive coping mechanism in your world and in your recovery. So hooray for speaking up for yourself. <laughs> honestly, woohoo, we love it. And I know I'm kind of a broken record, but I've said this already. Speaking up is freaking scary. I totally get it. And it's typically not easy and it's not always fun. But the more you do it, the more you can see how over time it builds your confidence. And who doesn't want to be more confident in life? Of course, it's important to be really tactful and respectful when you speak up. Remember that it is possible to be kind and respectful when expressing difficult emotions. They can coexist. You do not have to speak up for yourself and make it seem like an attack. <laughs> you can be really respectful and kind while you do this. And I really suggest use as neutral language as possible and stay composed and calm because when you do this, your communication will be received better than if you speak up in a panicked or attacking way. So I challenge you to be calm, cool, and collected while you do speak up for yourself. And I wanted to remind you, I think I already mentioned this, I will be creating another solo show on this topic about tips on how to start speaking up for yourself. So you understood why it's scary, but why it's necessary in this episode Coming up soon, we will also be talking about tips on how to do this. So please subscribe to this podcast so that you do not miss out on part two. And of course, if you liked this episode, I would love and sincerely appreciate and be grateful for a review on Apple Podcasts. And now that you've heard the entire episode, I want you to take a moment to reflect on ways you can start speaking up for yourself in life and in your recovery. And do me a huge favor and let me know how you were able to speak up for yourself this week on Instagram. You can tag me in a post or even just send me a direct message. I promise I will love to hear it. And please let me know if you enjoy topics like this on the show. I want to start speaking about topics that can be applied more in a general space. So like today, you can use a lot of these tools and these tips in recovery, but it can also be applied to life. So let me know if you like the life advice mixed in at times. I know this is a recovery podcast, but I love speaking about life too. And with that, I just want to say Thank you and have a beautiful day and I will catch you next time. Mm -hmm.